As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so glad you've joined me and Denise and Joel for our home group tonight. And tonight, we're going to keep talking to you about the work of the Holy Spirit, and the teaching is so rich. Ugh, it will just feed your heart. If you've missed those programs, go to the archive at renner.org and watch those programs and order the whole series, which is called The Holy Spirit and You Working Together as Heaven's dynamic duo. And there's a study guide that goes with it. And the study guide is enormous and it is free. It's for you. It's filled with all the points, all the principles, everything in the programs is also in the study guide. So you can read it while you see it or while you hear it and really get the teaching down deep inside you. And we're offering you my book by the same title. It's the first time I've ever taught the whole book, The Holy Spirit in You. The back of the book says, this book is not meant to be a deep scholarly work, but it's designed to lead hungry people like you into a new place in God, a secret place that he's been waiting for you to find for a long, long time, the Holy Spirit and you. So please order yours today. And hey, if you have a prayer request, let us know how to pray for you. Just send us an email or give us a call the moment we hear from you. We're going to put our faith together with you for God to move in your life. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. We'll call out to God with you in faith. It's not enough just to cry. You got to cry out in faith. God responds to faith and we know how to pray in faith. And God will move in your life, but let us know how to pray. And I want to welcome Denise and Joel, the home group. Hi, guys. Thank you, Rick. And home group, welcome. And I want to say, Rick and I have been listening to these, these programs that, are, that he's talking about. They are so rich. And I think for it to really get down on the inside of you, you need either or the study guide or the, or the series because there's so much in there. And as we learn more about the Holy Spirit, we will open our hearts and our minds more to the wonderfulness of his personality. Well, Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing, hearing and hearing, hearing by the hearing. word of God. When you hear and hear and hear and hear, it really becomes alive in you. Yes. Joel, welcome to Home Group. Thank you. It's so good to be with you all. And I want to tell you, this study guide that we're offering for free on our website, it's the last day we're offering for free, is a true gift. If you want to study that what, what we're teaching about by yourself, you can just open the study guide and follow page by page, verse by verse. You can follow along. Yeah. And I really believe if you study something, it can change your life. And so I would like to tell you, you can go to our website, download the study guide for free, and this study guide can really change your life. I well, believe that. Well, last night we started seeing that there are 10 vital works of the Holy Spirit provided to all of us. I don't want to read them to you again. Number one, the Holy Spirit comforts us. That's written in John 14, 16. We saw that last night. Number two, the Holy Spirit indwells us. I call this the residential work of the Holy Spirit. We covered that last night, but that is referred to in John 14, verse 17. Tonight, we're going to come to number three, the Holy Spirit teaches us. That's John 14, 26. Number four, the Holy Spirit reminds us that's John 14, 26. 
And number five, the Holy Spirit testifies to us and through us. And that is recorded in John 15, verse 26. Now, Monday, when we come back, we're going to cover the next points. But tonight, we're going to see the Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit reminds us. And the Holy Spirit testifies to us and through us. But let's look at number three. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Wow. In John 14, 26, Jesus literally said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall do what? Teach, Teach you all things. Not just doctrine, all things. The word teach is the Greek word didasko, which describes the relationship between a teacher and his pupil, which means the Holy Spirit wants to be our teacher and we are to become the pupils of the Holy Spirit. It depicts the relationship between a pupil and a teacher, a master and an apprentice, which indicates the Holy Spirit was sent to be our master teacher and we are supposed to be his pupils to learn from him. I think that is so powerful. And what he teaches us is not just knowledge and facts, but he gives us practical ways to apply the word of God to our life and to our ministry. Now, when you come to John 16, verse 13 and 15, listen to what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He shall take of mine and shall show it unto you, which means the Holy Spirit wants to teach us wonderful truths of Jesus. He wants to teach us, and he has been sent into our lives as a masterful teacher, if we'll just Listen to him. Now, when I was growing up, we always heard 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, which says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And we stopped right there. And people would say, well, there's just some things you can't know. The Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. There's just some things you can never know, you can never see. And we use that verse as an excuse for ignorance. But you've got to read the next verse. Because the next verse says, But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Which means in the past there really was a time when I had not seen and the ear had not heard and the heart couldn't begin to imagine all the wonderful things that God has prepared for them that love him. But now that past day of ignorance is gone. Yes. Now God has revealed them unto us. By his spirit. By his spirit. And the word revealed is the Greek word apokalupsis, which describes an unveiling or a revealing. For example, when I was a kid, in our house we had a big picture window. But when the curtains were closed... Of course, you couldn't see what was on the other side of the window. It was there, but you couldn't see it because the curtains were closed. But I remember as a kid loving to pull on the string. When I would pull on the string, little by little, the curtains would begin to pull apart, and suddenly you could see to the other side. On the other side, the Holy Spirit has things to teach us which we can't see by ourselves. But when the Holy Spirit begins to open the Word of God to us and things to us, suddenly He begins to pull apart the curtains so you can see what's been there all along. 
You previously couldn't see it. You couldn't hear it. You couldn't imagine it because it was covered. It was veiled. But God sent the Holy Spirit to part the curtain so you can see what you previously could not see. He is a revealer. He is a teacher. That's what this means. You say, well, can you really know everything? Well, what does the verse say? It says, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The word searches, the Greek word ireona, which is the word for an investigator, one who sifts, examines, searches every little detail, deep things. Deep is the Greek word bates, the very word used to describe the deepest depths of the ocean, which means the Holy Spirit is not a shallow swimmer. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit goes to the very depths. He plunges to the very depths of the deepest things and then brings it up and reveals it to you so you can see it. He's a teacher. This is exactly what John said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. You have an unction from the Holy One, talking about the Holy Spirit, and He teaches you all things. Now, thank God in the body of Christ, Denise, Joel, we have a lot of good human teachers. I'm a teacher. There's a lot of great teachers out there that I listen to. They're all a blessing and they're gifts of God to the church. But if we didn't have any of them, we have the Holy Spirit. And part of His unction, according to 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, is to teach us all things. But the only way he can teach you is if you determine you will be his pupil and allow him to be your master teacher. He will open the scriptures to you. He will open so much to you. He was sent to be a teacher. Denise? Well, I'm thinking about his searchlight on on the inside of us and that when we find ourselves doing something or, 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 or having some kind of problem and we can't find the answer and we start seeking and seeking and praying in tongues and reading the scripture and meditating, seeking and seeking and seeking him. He's searching and searching and searching the inward parts of our soul, of our spirit. Yes, he is. And then all of a sudden, you see, it comes up to our mind and we can see we say, oh, Lord, I see the problem now. You see, you can't repent of something on the inside of you that you don't even know this. I think that's an important point because he doesn't just teach us scripture. He teaches us all things. All things. He teaches us what's wrong in our soul, what's wrong in our thinking. He teaches us what to do right. I mean, he's, he is searching and sifting and revealing all the time. But let's go to number two. The Holy Spirit reminds us. He reminds us. What does that mean? Well, in John 14, 26, Jesus said, The Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, if you have ever wondered, and this is a logical question, how is it possible that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four different men in four different places in four different times, all recorded the same stories with no contradictions. Even more, how did they possibly remember all those words of Jesus? Jesus must have spoken millions of words in the time that they walked with him, 
and all four of them explicitly remembered Jesus saying the very same thing. They didn't write together. They didn't write in the same place. They wrote in different times. How in the world can anybody have a memory that good? Nobody does. But Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will remind you of everything that I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit puts us in memory of Scripture. I first really understood this when our family moved to the former Soviet Union. And when we first came to the former Soviet Union, there were not a lot of Bibles because the Bible had been illegal. It was forbidden. But the underground church did have some Bibles. Sometimes they didn't even have a complete Bible. They just had a piece of the Bible. But those underground believers knew the Bible backward and forward. And I remember thinking, my goodness, there's not even a lot of Bibles. And they know the Bible so well, people in America don't know the Bible like this. But they had learned to lean on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit quickened the scriptures to them, caused them to remember the words of Jesus and the words of the Word of God. And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will remind you of the scriptures. Which means if you're one of those people who says, well, I just can't memorize scripture, well, you just lost your excuse because you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit authored the Bible. He authored it. <laughs> he knows the Bible. And if you'll listen to Him, He will bring to your remembrance everything from the Scripture that you need to remember. And He'll tell you exactly in the right moment. Isn't that amazing, guys? Well, I like how the Scripture says, if you don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit will give you the words. He will. To say. He will. And that is the truth. And if you have a problem with your memory, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He'll remind you of things. The Holy Spirit's very practical. He'll help you. Well, there's one third thing we're going to look at tonight, and that is the Holy Spirit testifies with us. So we've seen already the Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit reminds us. Now we're going to see the Holy Spirit testifies with us, and this is from John 15, verse 26, where Jesus said, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. He shall testify of me. Well, the first person the Holy Spirit testifies to is to you. We get in a hurry to testify to others. But when the Holy Spirit's working in my life, the first thing He wants to do is testify to me about Jesus. He wants to tell me all about Jesus. He was with Jesus before the creation of the world. He was with Jesus when He was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary. He was with Jesus when Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit of the River Jordan. He empowered Jesus for ministry. He raised Jesus from the dead. He was poured out by Jesus upon the church. The Holy Spirit knows Jesus and the Holy Spirit loves to testify of Jesus. And if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit talk, He will talk to you about Jesus, 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 Jesus. He does loves to testify of Jesus. That's the first thing he's going to do. Secondly, he will testify through you about Jesus. In John, in Acts 1.8, the Bible says you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. 
in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, which means when you're really hitched up in a partnership with the Holy Spirit, not only does he speak to you about Jesus, but he will speak through you mm-hmm. to others about Jesus. Now, Denise, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up in our church, we had visitation and we had evangelism. And I just hated it. I hated it. You hated both? I didn't like either one of them. Because we would get in the car, we would drive through neighborhoods, walk up and down the streets, knock on doors of people that we didn't know we'd never met in our life, and ask them, would you please let us come in and sit on your couch and read to you a tract? And I remember as a young man thinking, you know, if a stranger showed up at my house, I would not open the door and let them come in my house, sit on my couch, and read a tract to me. I didn't like it. I didn't think the people liked it. And guess what? The people didn't like it. And in fact, I so despised witnessing, I can remember thinking, Jesus, please, <laughs> let there be a sign on the gate that says, beware of dog. Let there be a big dog in the yard so we can't make it to the front porch to knock on the doors. You would pray to Jesus about not letting you into people. Yes, I was so afraid to witness. It just seemed like such a laboring work of the flesh. Well, there's nothing wrong with pre-praying programs if you involve the Holy Spirit in them. But if you're not hooked up with the Holy Spirit, it can really be a very difficult thing to do, not pleasurable. And I know I'm not the only one that felt that way because the pastor had to beg people to come to visitation and to evangelism. He had to beg people. Nobody wanted to do it because we didn't know how to do it in partnership with the Holy Ghost. But when you and the Holy Ghost are ministering together, what was once very hard becomes very natural, supernaturally natural. As you just begin to tell people about what Jesus has done in your life, it's like a river of power just flows out of you. It opens people's hearts. It pushes darkness away. It's not, may I please read this tract to you? And nothing against that. Paul's wife was saved because of a tract, so we're thankful for tracts. Paul Renner's. Paul Renner's wife. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit witnessing to you about Jesus and witnessing through you to others about Jesus. Denise? Well, you know, Rick, I'm thinking about the first time, maybe this first time you and I ever did anything together. We witnessed. We witnessed. We went on a... Evangelism. Evangelism. We didn't hate it. We went to a nursing home and we led a man named Frank... To the Lord. Yeah, he had brain cancer. Together. Which and it wasn't it? laborious. It was a ple- It was a joy. It was. It was so much fun. And you know, real honestly, when you minister with the Holy Spirit, it is so much fun. Yes. It is so much fun. As you just find these connections and suddenly life is flowing. Yes, you have power. You have power. How many people have we witnessed to on airplanes, Denise? Flight attendants, fellow passengers. You're just in a place... And the Holy Spirit just begins to flow through you to witness to others. And what can be so difficult becomes so easy when you're doing it in the flow of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. I remember we were in Branson and I was getting my hair cut. And I was, I don't know, maybe like 11 or something. Yeah, you were young. And this lady was giving me a haircut. And I was sat there quietly while she gave me a haircut. And whenever she was done, I, I said, I, I need to tell you something. I know that you just went through a separation with your husband. And I just feel like I need to tell you everything's going to be okay. That's all I said. I got on my chair and 
I guess I walked the car. And there was no way you knew that about her? No way. Just the Holy Spirit spoke to you? I wouldn't know if she walked up to me right now. And I wouldn't know her today. And whenever she, whenever I walked away, I think she called you over, Dad, and she said, how did your son know that? She said, how did your son know that, what he just said to me? She was so stunned. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit will work through you. He'll speak through you if you allow him to. And that's also important that's to know that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for church. No. The word of knowledge will work through you as you're talking to somebody. The word of wisdom, the working of miracles, the gift of healing, it's all intended it's for the world. Yes, it is. You know, Rick, you're talking about how how practical the Holy Spirit is. And we were on an airplane one time, and a long airplane. And I was sitting next to this lady, and, you know, we were just having small talk. And she said, well, she said, um, I live in a nudist colony. And I was like, oh, gosh, what do I say to this woman? Did you just say a nudist? nudist colony where they don't wear clothes yeah well i never met anybody like that i didn't know what to say to this person and i was just like or i didn't know what to say and so (laughs) so uh a seat opened where i could lay down and take a nap so i went and laid down on another another row and instead of sleeping i i prayed in tongues and i just prayed in tongues and prayed in tongues for about an hour I got up from that seat and I went and sat down next to her. And I said, you know what? I am just so thankful to be on this airplane with my family. And she started crying. She didn't, it was the Holy Spirit speaking to her. I wasn't witnessing to her. All I was doing was I had prayed for her for one hour in the Holy Ghost. And he wanted to touch her with just me saying that I was thankful. And after that, I began to share Christ with her. And she's crying. She's so open. The Holy Spirit's not religious at all, but he's really wise. And he's really smart. And if we are hungry to hear him, like like Joel just said, he is going to talk to us either about us or about somebody else. I'm just remembering one time, Denise, I was flying to California and I was seated next to a very famous actress. Oh. Just she and me. It was a long flight. So she said, tell me about your life. I said, I have three sons. We live in the former Soviet Union. She said, do you have problems with your kids? I said, no, my, my kids are a blessing. And you know what? She said, boy, I wish that my daughter was a blessing. She opened her heart, and the next thing I knew, the Spirit of God is operating through me to minister to this famous, famous actress. She just opened like a flower as the Word of God poured into her. It was a divine connection, somebody partnering with the Holy Spirit. Now, I I wasn't reading a tract to her. I wasn't being religious. I was just letting the Holy Spirit operate. The Holy Spirit will testify to us about Jesus. And if we'll surrender, he will work through us to testify to others about Jesus. But in the home group tonight, we have seen the Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit reminds us. And the Holy Spirit testifies to us and through us. Yes, Joel. I just want to say that, you know, it should be natural. Sharing Christ should be natural. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, if you're full of God, 
it will come out of you naturally. It will. You don't have to fabricate something. Just be yourself, and the Holy Spirit will come out of you. It's the truth. Amen. Well, we're out of time, guys. Hey, wow. we're going to be back on Monday, and when we come back on Monday, we're going to begin looking at the next things that the Holy Spirit does with us and through us. It's going to be really good. But be sure to order the book, The Holy Spirit in You, and the whole series, and the free study guide at runner.org. And sleep well. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.